This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back in on Out of Bounds. we got about an hour left. Coming up in 10 minutes, we'll chat with Ryan Lefevre, the voice of the Royals. He lied to me last night. Nick Price, if you were to ask me right now, or if I were to ask you right now, does my face look bad because it's so sunburnt, what would you say? Even if I was being nice to you, I would say it doesn't look good. Right. Yeah. Because I can see, like, it looks like you're wearing some white sunglasses right now. <laughs> some wicked sunglasses. Uh, you're not my dad. You're not my father. You're not my boss. I can get sunburned if I want. The guy in the bagel shop works for Amazon, Greg the Mailman. Shots are being fired still. Keep them coming. Battle Royale of the delivery drivers. Next week, if we're not fired or demoted again, we'll have something better for you. We'll have a different type of Battle Royale. But right now, it's delivery driver Battle Royale because we're live and local every damn Saturday on 610 Sports Radio. You had the leadoff with Brandon Kiley from 10 to noon. You've been stuck with us for the last two hours. You got one more left, baby. Hold on. So how you doing, sweethearts? Because we got you for one more hour. And then you get the sexiest trio in sports radio when it comes to Julio Sanchez, Jillian Carroll, and Chris Unicero. Produced by the best wiffle ball player I've ever seen. Ever seen. Ever. Julio Sanchez is the best wiffle ball player I've ever lived. Generational seen. talent. Not only that, he rocked a tank yesterday. Oh, yeah. He didn't get sunburned because he's got beautiful skin. He just bronzed. Yeah. I got sunburned. I literally look like an analog clock. Same color. The guy in the bagel shop's old news. Sorry, we're not on every day. Battle Royale over Power Hour every day of the freaking week. Come on. I like 10 to 2. Not only was the guy caught with whiskey, he was caught with Kentucky Deluxe. That's premium. I guess if you're going to go out, you better get something nice. Go get you a bottle of Woodford Reserve. Get you a bottle of Jefferson's Ocean's Whiskey. Get you a bottle of Templeton Rye, the 12-year. Take that guy that texts and calls me an Irish drunk guy. I know who you are. You ain't going to get to me, baby. Something that came up a couple weeks ago was Field Yates. I thought he had an interesting uh, take on something. Field Yates said that Damian Williams, or as we call him on Out of Bounds, D. Willie, who is once quoted as saying that Patrick Mahomes' jump shot is a bit hezzy. For those of you that don't understand slang, he says Patrick Mahomes' jump shot is a little bit hesitant. But where I agree with Field Yates on this is last year, Damian Williams had a pretty good year, or D. Willie had a pretty good year with the Chiefs in the time that he was there. And Arrowhead Pride, our friends at the Arrowhead Pride website, Pete Sweeney, Kent Swanson, Craig Stout, Matt Lane, in fact, I think you hear them all on Jay Binkley's shows. All in two hours. And Andy Reid on Damian Williams, he was quoted as saying, we're asking him to be the full-time starter for this year. 
and to take it one game at a time and so on. There's a certain challenge that comes with that. You have to prepare yourself on and off the field, and he's taken that challenge. If you don't remember, when the game got tough last year in the AFC Championship game, Damian Williams was the answer. He and Patrick Mahomes clicked. In fact, Damian Williams had three touchdowns in the fourth quarter in that game. The Chiefs use running backs differently than most teams use running backs. I'm not saying that Damian Williams is going to be Kareem Hunt, and I'm not saying that Kareem Hunt's Damian Williams. But if you remember who your offensive coordinator is, it's Eric Bieniemy, And Eric Bieniemy is to running backs what Andy Reid is to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So hear me out. Andy Reid, granted, has had a very nice resume of quarterbacks to deal with. Donovan McNabb, Patrick Mahomes, whether you like him or not, Alex Smith. Michael Vick. Brett Favre, Michael Vick. So you could say that his work is a little bit skewed because he's got these generational-type quarterbacks that he gets to work with. I would disagree with that because I would say it still takes a mentor to get these young kids to where they need to be. I would also say look at the season that Kevin Cobb had. Right. He's done it with the lesser guys, too. Exactly. Nice pull. But Eric Bieniemy knows what he's doing when it comes to the running back game. And Andy Reid knows what he's doing when it comes to the quarterback game. And we can all sit here and debate on who's going to call plays most of the time. It took Nagy a couple, took him a while to get the full slate of calling plays. Eric Bieniemy's name was thrown around last year in hires for a new head coach. Colorado got really horny when it came to Eric Bieniemy and hiring a new head coach. And you look at what Damian Williams did as a starter for the Kansas City Chiefs. He started in three games. He had 50 rushes for 256 yards. That's a 5.1 average. An attempt. Look at what he did in the passing game, too. 23 catches, 160 yards, 7 yards per catch, 2 touchdowns. Just in the regular season. He had a total of 6 touchdowns in 3 games started. In this offense, where in the first 2 weeks, I think that we might not be having Tyree Kill as a receiver. So that means Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey are going to get a little bit more attention. Okay, well, you can't double coverage Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, and Damian Williams. We talked earlier that Patrick Mahomes, behind the line of scrimmage in the last three years, has thrown for the most yards on average, 120. Damian Williams starts behind the line of scrimmage, and he can run out and take time to run his routes. Patrick Mahomes can create time by circling around in the back of the pocket, getting outside of the pocket, and creating a disadvantage downfield with Damian Williams. Not only that, Damian Williams has a little bit of Chiefs repertoire under his belt. He's worked with the MVP, Pat. He's worked with that offensive line. He's worked with Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid. Field Yates ain't lying, man. When he says, my projected breakout star in 2019 in fantasy football is going to be Damian Williams, especially if you're in a PPR league. Because as much as I like to see how this Chiefs offense is going to work, I still think at the end of the day, it's going to be pass first, run second. Now, we talked earlier that the defense will be better and Mahomes won't have to throw for 50 and 5,000. But we also said that Mahomes is going to work on probably something different like his passing percentage, his completion percentage, his efficiency in the middle of the field. He won't necessarily have to make big plays, score quick, 
time-consuming type of drives because the defense got rid of Bob Sutton. It does not have Eric Berry or D Ford. It's got Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew, Ogba, Okafor, and big boys on that side. So Patrick Mahomes will be a little bit more efficient. What's that mean? Going to throw your running backs a little bit more. You got Damian Williams, who now fully knows the playbook. You got him now that knows the chemistry of this team. I can only imagine what it's like to replace a guy who was a part of the team to become the new guy of the team. But from what I saw in that AFC Championship game in the fourth quarter, I saw the trust of Mahomes. I saw the trust of Damian Williams with his offensive line, which give that cat 16 games. Yeah, you could have a breakout year. Now to defend Field Yates even more, it's not hard to have a breakout year from last year when your highest year total in yards rushing was last year in three games of 256. His next highest yards rushing was 181 the year previous in Miami. But he at one point had 249 reception yards on 23 receptions in Miami in 2016. You saw what Travis Kelsey did in year one as a starter with Patrick Mahomes. You can only imagine what Damian Williams is going to do in year one as a starter under Patrick Mahomes in a year where he could just absolutely explode and he's definitely no longer going to be a sleeper in your third or fourth round in fantasy football. Not to mention the Chiefs have just been really good at the running back position for as long as I can remember. Now, you know, a little asterisk on that. I'm 24 years old, but thinking back to when I was first watching Chiefs games with like Priest Holmes, then you went to Larry Johnson, then you went to Jamal Charles. Like they just have a really good history of putting running backs in positions to succeed, and also they produce. I haven't. I can't really remember the last year that the Chiefs did not have a running back who had a good season. We started something new today when we call it the Battle Royale. This week it's been delivery drivers. Protein House E with a purpose text line 69306. Goatman is still coming at you guys. The bagel guy definitely works for the Postal Service. Mm-hmm. They hang out at donut and bagel places more than policemen do. Goatman. Greg, Clint, you're up. Coming up next, Ryan Lefevre, he's up. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Back in on 610 Sports Radio, Dusty Likens here with you on Out of Bounds. As long as I'm here, Nick Price will be here. Nick Price, Dusty Likens, Out of Bounds, 12 to 3. Then coming up after us is Julian Carroll, who went skydiving. I don't know if she wrote a bull named Fu Manchu, but I know she went skydiving. I know Chris Unicero is still growing out his gorgeous locks, and Julio Sanchez showed out in the CU in the Major Leagues uh, Urban Youth Academy. Great organization, great thing that we did the other day, but Julio Sanchez really showed out. I, on the other hand, completely scorched my face. Yeah. It's not looking great, man. And I feel like I was lied to by Ryan Lefevre. And you ask yourself, why would you say Ryan Lefevre lied to you? And I say, we are currently joined by one Ryan Lefevre. Ryan, how is your Saturday going? Well, I guess better than yours. Oh, man. Although I just drove by Red Lobster, and I saw a picture of you in front of the restaurant. Oh, you need to stop it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I, 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 I met Ryan last night in the press box. As I, every once in a while, we passed through, and I said, hey, man, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I feel like when I go down tonight to get audio for the guys on the radio – I feel like I'm going to get made fun of because of my face. And Lefevre's exact line, everybody, was this. Oh, it's not that bad. Hardly notice it. First thing Mike Swanson says to me is, have you not heard of sunscreen? And I was crushed after that. 
Well, that's Swanee doesn't count. Okay. Because uh, Swanee's always Swanee. Swanee is the master of attention to detail. You can't get anything past Swanee. So Swanee will notice if your shoe, your right shoe, isn't tied the same as your left shoe. So you got to just let that go. Man, he is good. He's witty too. Yeah. Like I thought you were witty when it comes to, like on air broadcasting, but like. I didn't know. Like, I thought I was in trouble when Mike Swanson said my name for the first time. I went, uh-oh. And it turned out to be a good conversation because I've seen him talk to other people. And I was like, oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> another funny thing that happens, I'm walking out. I'm just kind of saying, man, I can't feel my face. Behind me is Danny Duffy. He says, well, I can't feel my hand. Lefevre, thanks for joining us today. Let's get into some yeah. baseball talk. Before we get to Bubba, because I know what happened last night in Anaheim gets to you like it got to me. And how special was that? Well, I think it just shows how much Kansas Cityans are proud of their own. And when I say their own, I don't just mean within the city limits, but in the region. I mean, for me, that was the best, second best standing ovation before a first big league at bat. The first was Alex Gordon in 2007 on opening day. And, you know, he's from Lincoln, but it's still the region and the fans were aware of how high he was drafted and that he grew up a Royals fan. I remember Eric Hosmer's first major league at bat in May of 2011, and it wasn't as as loud as Bubba's, and he wasn't from here, obviously, but the fans were paying very close attention to him and getting to the big leagues was a big deal. So I think it's just a reminder that the fans care, and they're paying attention, and the attendance might be down, but they're following the team, and almost everybody that I see in public will make some positive comment about the Royals. They're not happy about the record, but they're enjoying watching this team grow because now they've seen firsthand that, you know, if you if you raise your own, you grow your own, and you bring them up and you give them some time to continue to grow, we got to go to a couple World Series. Why do you think people were so attached to Bubba? Is it because of the – is it beyond the local atmosphere? Is it because of the – like, I, just from your point of view, what is – what, what has these fans – so attached because 4,119 people walked up last night and bought tickets. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of facets to it. I mean, there's the local angle, obviously. I mean, there's his name. I mean, there's just, I mean, it's like Mike Moustakis. I mean, I don't know how many ardent Mike Moustakis fans there were, but they love to say Moose every time he was announced at the ballpark, you know, and it's just a, it's a nickname that just isn't associated with the baseball player. That's one of the great things about baseball. You know, they're not all four, 225 pounds of chiseled muscle. You know, they come in all shapes and sizes. And, and Mike Moustakis had, I think, the perfect nickname. And so now you get this guy named Bubba, although he's not really built like a Bubba. And then, you know, I mean, I think just our country in general loves underdogs. And it's hard to call a fifth overall pool. You know, we've got a boatload of money on underdog, but, you know, he did not progress through the system like we all anticipated, and he was released, and he wasn't even on the 40-man roster when spring training began. So, I mean, it just adds another chapter to his story that he finally made it eight years later, and in the 21 years that I've been here, I've, I've, when you talk about asking about a minor league player. I mean, there's Bubba and there's everybody else. Right. No one comes close to how often every single year. What about Bubba? How's Bubba doing? Does Bubba have a chance? Is he, is he still going to be a good player? 
So that tie all that together, and we saw what happened last night. And you say this is the second biggest ovation you've seen for a player in your 21 years in Kansas City? First major league at bat, yeah. First major league at bat, yeah. I, I, I'm there with, I was at Gordon's debut as a young kid. I remember that against the Red Sox and Kurt Schilling and the ovation he got. And I was sitting next to Cody last night. I didn't go back to the Gordon ovation, but it made sense last night that, that this guy was, was what everybody wanted to see this year at least. And it makes me wonder if last year it seemed, Ryan, that Adalberto Mondesi was that guy, and this team trended upwards. As Nick Price said, they only finished five games under 500 in the second half of the season. Are we kind of getting that same mold going into this next season? Because they finished the first half 31, 30 and 61. First game back, I know it's a small sample size, but Ryan, the energy was there last night. The team played. They were down. They were up. They were down. They were up. There were three home runs. It seemed like that old-fashioned, keep-the-line-moving type of Royals game last night. Yeah, it was It was fun. It really was. You know, I've made this comparison before, so it's me if, I, if I'm repeating myself. But, you know, the, the group that took us to the two World Series, they all started to trickle in in 2011 at different times. They played their first full season, by and large, in 2012. And then 2013 was their first winning season. And the first half, if you remember, wasn't a very good first half. They had to change hitting coaches. George Brett came on in the middle of the season. And it looked like it was just going to be a lost season. And a lot of us, and I'll include myself in the us, were wondering, you know, are these guys any good? This highly touted group of young players, best farm system in Royals history, maybe one of the best farm systems ever. And they were not trending in the right direction. And then they caught fire in the second half, and they finished 10 games over 500. And I think that was the springboard year for them. It was also the year, 2013, that the Royals traded for James Shields, and they had a legitimate ace, and he really gave that team an edge. And, you know, Wade Davis at the time, you know, seemed like just a throw-in, but he became a monster of a reliever the next year. And so last year is when they all started trickle to the major leagues. This season could be very similar to 2012, where they're having their first full season in the major leagues together. You know, Ryan O'Hearn is back in the minor leagues. But for the most part, you know, all the guys that came up last year are having their first full season in the big leagues. And that 2012 team, you know, they lost 90 games. It didn't happen right away. The springboard year was the third year, and that would be next year. So the question then becomes, you know, does Dayton see 2020 as he saw 2013? Is it time to go out and trade for a veteran? Is it time to bring in some experience? Or do you just continue to let them grow? And so if, it's, if we're going to draw a parallel here, then you know next year could be the springboard year. Anything could happen, obviously, and especially in this division, where you, you, know, you kind of set your sights on 2021 being the season. Ryan, I have a theory that I feel that this guy would be a really good manager when and if Ned hangs it up. What do you think about Raul Ibanez? Well, Raul Ibanez, I mean, I mean, he's just, just a, he's just a special, he's a special, special person. He could do anything he wanted in this game. And I think the question would just be whether he wanted to do that or not. He has five kids and most of them are young. Mm. And I think he's living in Miami where he's from. So the question would just be, you know, does he want to do that? Because, um, you know, a lot of these guys made a lot of money. And they love the game and they want to stay involved in the game. 
but they have children to raise, you know, their wives for the most part. They've been carrying the load for them, and now they're retired. They don't want to work again. They really don't have to. And it's, I mean, it's a huge investment. I mean, managing baseball today is so much different from five years ago, ten years ago, where literally managers came in and they just managed the team. They showed up at 2 or 3 o'clock. They went over the scouting reports. They watched a little bit of video. They went over the game plan with their coaches. They met with the media, and they managed the game. They talked to the media, and they went home. Well, now these guys are getting here at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. You know, the players are arriving um, about that time. The managers now are involved in all the um, organizational meetings. They know everything that's going on in the minor league. I mean, it's, it's way more time-consuming. So... Long answer to your short question, Dusty, is I think Raul Abanez would be great at whatever he wanted to be, but it's it's a very difficult, time-consuming job nowadays. Speaking of time-consuming, you just had a little bit of time off. What's a, what's a play-by-play guy do during the All-Star break? Because I'm sure, you know, you talk about Raul Abanez's kids. I know you've got some little ones that run around and are active. I mean, how do you spend the time off during the All-Star break? Well, we try and spend a couple of days somewhere where the kids can burn some energy. And um, that's hard to do this time of year because it's so hot outside. You know, they don't want to be outside for very long. So uh, we'll go to Great Wolf Lodge for a couple of days. Uh, it's indoors. It's cool. It's safe. Uh, you know, they've got like an army of lifeguards there. I mean, you really <laughs> can just let your kids, you know, run wild and not have to worry about them. Um, you know, getting into trouble in the water. I mean, we have a four-year-old, our youngest. And so uh, and then they have an outdoor area where my wife and I can go out there and hang out and get a little piece of quiet. You can stay right there. But, you know, your hotel room is, is at Great Lodge. You can eat there if you want to. You can go to the Legends and do some stuff. So that's what we'll do for about two of the days. And then we try and spend a couple other days at home, too, just trying to do as little as possible. I dig it. Take some time off because you got the rest of the season ahead of you. Ryan, you got, uh, you got Bubba again tonight on Saturday night, so you should have a pretty good crowd again tonight. Have a great call. Stay safe out there. Stay hydrated. I know it's hot, and uh, I will try to catch up with you here in a little bit uh, later on in the week as you have a pretty impressive homestand on your hands coming up. So, Aloe vera. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, Aloe vera. Yeah, I'm going like uh, to look like a rubber toy by the time I get home because I'm just going to be slicked and gelled with just nothing but, yeah, but coolant. You know, a week from now, though, you're going to be nice and calm. Or I'm going to look... Be, you're going to be knocking the... You know, you're going to be knocking the gal's socks off. So well, it's that or I'm going to be knocking... through it for a week. It's going to be that or I'm going to be knocking dead skin off my forehead for the next two weeks. Either way, uh, it's got to be a positive, right? You got it. Take care, Ryan. Take care. See you, Dusty. Later. Ryan Lefevre, voice of the Royals. He'll be there tonight. And by the way, the Royals lineup is out. That's right. So that means you get your special Denny Matthews impersonation. <laughs> you know what time it is. Royals lineup is out, presented by the Royals. Cody Tapp has tweeted out. Here's the Royals lineup tonight. Batting first, Whit Merrifield. He'll be in right field. Adalberto Mondesi will be batting second. He'll be playing short. Alex Gordon will be playing left field and batting third. Hunter Dozier will be playing third base and batting fourth. Batting fifth, Jorge Soler, who sits on 24 home runs. He hit one last night. Chesler Cuthbert will be playing first base, who also hit a bomb last night. Bubba Starling, whose real name is Derek, will be playing center field, batting seventh. Nicky Lopez, the cutest guy on the team, will be batting eighth and playing second base. And Martin Maldonado, the guy that unbuttons half his shirt, who also hit a bomb, will be catching and playing ninth. Coming up next, I don't know what to say other than I just got out of my voice and I don't know what to say, but if you come at the king, 
You best not miss. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. You heard that rejoiner. The 435 Podcast Network is on 610sports.com. If you want to listen to what Ron and his wife have to do with their daily marriage life, it's on there. You want to hear how to bet on certain things? Steven Spector does one. You want to know about what movies are trending or what's popular on Netflix or in the movie theaters? Steven Serta does it. I take movies that I used to watch as a kid or that were popular at some point in history and try to find subplots. That's just how things go on the 435 Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us live and local on Saturday on the show Out of Bounds. Dusty Likens, Nick Price coming up next. Overtime with Kristen Acero, Julio Sanchez, and Jillian Carroll. That Nick Price we have tagged as the what? The sexiest trio in sports radio. He ain't lying. If you like radio and you like sports, Saturday on 610 Sports Radio is where it's at. Then again, I'm not your dad. I'm not your father. I'm not your boss. And you can take 610 Sports Radio outside if you want. Take, take the radio, this outside. You can take the radio.com. Download the app. Subscribe to our show, our podcast, whatever it is. Please help us out. Today, we have had one of the most historic days in Out of Bounds history as we have started no a new trend. We now have the Battle Royale. And Goatman, you got the last shot. But now Greg the Mailman is coming back. Goatman, those goats aren't saying nay. They're saying no. Stop pushing those goats around. Greg the Mailman. Also, Goatman, have an original thought. 20 minutes ago, I said he works for Amazon. You're a little late. Greg the Mailman. Goatman, you're up next. Ball's in your court. I don't know what happened to, uh, what was it, Rex from FedEx? Yeah. I don't know what happened to Frito J or the Jimmy John's guy. But, boy, we've got a lot of guys that are just chiming in, going after each other as we have the Battle Royale version of delivery drivers. So, if you'd like to follow at Nick Price KC or myself at Dusty Likens, that's L-I-K-I-N-S, pronounced Likens, not Lickens, let us know what you want the next Battle Royale to be. Season one, episode one, the pilot is delivery drivers. And it's been great. I'm really glad glad I've contributed to your show. It's been hilarious. Greg the mailman. Hey, Lance chiming in. Lance is in. The best drivers are Pizza Hut delivery drivers. Lance. Hey, Lance. Well, I got you. I'm going to tell you right now, the Moxley versus Omega match at AEW tonight is going to be out of this world. It will be everything better than what the pay-per-view is on Sunday for the WWE. That's my take on that. That's all I'll get. Frito J's still here. Don't nobody want no smoke. I'm chilling. And the game changer has entered the ring, the AT&T cable guy. Oh, boy. Battle Royale here on 610 Sports Radio when it comes to delivery drivers. We had a medical driver, too. Mm-hmm. We had a lawnmower delivery driver. Yep. We had a guy that said he was going to deliver weed into his lungs. I don't think he drives. We had an air traffic controller. We had air traffic control. Shout out, Shada. Lance, too bad. Their pizza sucks. Ooh, Frito J. Frito J. Fired at Lance. Pizza Hut delivery drivers, please stop. Jimmy John's. Ooh. 
We don't know if Taco John's is their brother or if Papa John's is their dad. But that's the way the text line's been going today. I do agree, Lance. Styles versus Ricochet will be good. Joe versus Kofi, I think, is too late. I think it should have happened two years ago. But I teased earlier that if you come at the king, you best not miss. And what I meant by that was it's my attempt to take something that was exploded yesterday on Twitter and kind of shoot it down to something that's really not that important. And that was the fact that Patrick Mahomes threw a football over the stadium. I say out of the stadium, but then the Twitter police and the texter police come back and say, well, technically, landed in the technically he didn't throw it out of the stadium. He threw it out of the damn stadium. Okay? And I don't know if he just did it as impromptu. I mean, I don't know if Patrick Mahomes sits on the end zone and says, hey, you think I can throw the ball over them seats up there? I don't know if he does that. I think that maybe Odell Beckham Jr. triggered something in that beautiful curly locks of hair and said, hey, Pat, hey, Aaron Rodgers, what's up, when he threw a ball 80 yards. Now, we heard earlier in the year, fight for the fallen. Sorry. Thanks for correcting me, Kramer. That's tonight. But what I'm saying is, is if you're going to come at Pat Mahomes, the MVP, Mr. 55,000, you better not miss because Patrick Mahomes is out here dunking on people. Odell Beckham throws a football 80 yards and Patrick Mahomes says, that's cute. How about this? Now, I don't know if Patrick Mahomes knew the helicopter was up there and they were zooming in on him in that very moment. But this, again, goes back to the if you come at the king, you best not miss. Nick Price, I can't emphasize more that you need to go watch The Wire. But that is a line that Omar gives out because he is just that big of a badass. And when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, he's not shy. And when it comes to Patrick Mahomes being the MVP, it's cute to tweet at him. But when the season starts, it's going to get serious. And we talked about it earlier. The video's fine. The throws, iconic. It's mesmerizing to see that somebody threw a football over nosebleed and into a concourse by a trash can. But what's going to happen is the audio is going to come in sooner than later. And what I mean by that is people are going to start saying, let's see if he can do it in year two. Let's see if he can do this again. Oh, 50 and 5,000. That's cute. He did it one time. You're going to challenge this kid, and he's going to come after you. By the way, do you remember the guy for the Seattle Seahawks who laughed in the press conference last year? Mm. I forget his name. I remember what you're talking he about. He was a linebacker. Yeah. Guess what he's doing? Mm. Not playing football anymore. Mm -mm. That's a fact. Guess what Patrick Mahomes is doing? Reigning MVP, cover of Madden. That's one body. Odell Beckham. Probably done throwing footballs and calling out Patrick Mahomes. Now, again, this wasn't in a serious matter of Odell Beckham. It was a right. fun, playful matter. But if you come after Patrick Mahomes, he's going to strike back because he is only 23, soon to be 24. But the thing about Patrick Mahomes is he's not shy. He backs it up, and he does it in a way that is just so iconic that you just won't be able to stop it. And when it comes to that, I mean in Twitter wars, I mean in videos, I mean in real-life games. Like a quarterback thought, or a linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks, I'm so mad I can't think of his name, literally laughed 
at the Chiefs and Seahawks playing each other. It, I'm sorry, it wasn't the Seahawks. It was the Jaguars. It was one of Jacksonville's linebackers, and he laughed in a press conference. And he said, ask me after the game. That's the direct quote. He said, ask me after the game. I'll tell you what's so funny. That guy's no longer playing football. So when you come after Patrick Mahomes and you come after this offense and this team, whether it be a Twitter video, whether it be a Twitter comment, whether it be a comment in a press conference, whether it be in a game, it may not be best for you. And when you see a guy that's being covered by a helicopter in Kansas City throwing a football over seats in a stadium that is huge, that holds damn near 80,000 people, you're on the clock. And I can't emphasize that more because I've had more fun today with the city of Kansas City via the text line on this show of Out of Bounds than I've had in my entire life on radio. And it's a very small sample size on radio that I've had. One more thing that I kind of want to remind people, too, is so this thing might have been sparked by Odell Beckham Jr. throwing it the length of the field, sure. an 80-yard field. Remember back in May, that Pro Football Talk article, Mahomes thinks that he can throw the ball 100 yards in Mexico City when they play the Chargers there this year. He we'll would. see. And, I think he will. And the sausage, Sherman, said he would have a video recording of it. Yeah. That'll break the internet. Something that won't break the internet is the end of this show because, unfortunately, the Battle Royale will come to an end. The Battle Royale of delivery drivers will have the end of it. But before we get out of here, Jeff the Ice Cream Man here, working in the heat and working in the heat of the day. Ding, ding, man. He's officially in the Battle Royale. Coming up, we do the two-minute warning, and we get you ready for overtime and Cody's pregame show here on 610 Sports Radio. That is awesome. (laughs) Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Final segment of Out of Bounds today on 610 Sports Radio. I hope you've been entertained. If you haven't, I suck at my job. I want to thank all the delivery drivers that chimed in. We have our first battle royale. It was today. And it was of delivery drivers. How we got started, I have no idea. I looked back at it. It was basically Clint Clint the mailman said that Bubba Starling and the Royals were irrelevant. Oh, yeah. And then Greg the mailman then clapped back at him. And then everything just went off from there. So it's crazy because we started off with battling of mailmen and then it turned into the mailman's grouping up going from babyface to heel and going up against everybody else on a night where we have fight of the fallen of AEW. We have extreme rules on Sunday with the WWE. I am a nerd. I will enjoy those. I believe the name was Telvin Smith. Yes. Who said he was retiring because he wanted to get his world in order. Yeah. Again, you come at the king, you best not miss. To everyone that participated in our first battle royale, that was um, uh, crazy today, none the least. Uh, Unexpected. You. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, we have some more. Jeff the Ice Cream Man here, working out in the heat. Already read that. What time are you and Bink going to the bar? I don't know. I've only ever seen one ice cream driver in person. <laughs> Dude had a teardrop tattoo. Maybe the person is a li- in this battle royal, I'll concede to. And it's actually 100 degrees out. Either Ice Cream Man doesn't have a deal with the heat, or he's going to melt in five minutes. It was an honor battling my fellow delivery drivers today. We make the world go round, guys. 
Jimmy John's driver. All class from Jimmy John's there. I like that. Um, nobody out pizzas the hut. Been doing pizza since the 50s, and Pizza Hut started in Kansas. Or, I mean, pizza started in Kansas. I believe it was Domino's. Um, thanks for having us in the delivery. My message is Clint the Mailman. Hands down, I won this, Lance, is what he says. Lance, you got in a little late, so I don't know if I can give you the prize. Right. I don't know who won. I just know we had a hell of a time talking to you people, bringing the outside to the inside, and giving everybody else a little bit of entertainment today because sometimes this world gets a little too serious, and sometimes it's just okay to have a little damn fun. I thought we had a good show today, Nick Price. I thought so, too. Um, we each got demoted because we hadn't been doing good work. Right. We had to answer phone calls. We had a really busy time giving away prizes for Christmas in July. Congratulations to all those people who won or got put into the nomination pool for Friday's uh, giveaway for Flyaway to uh, Chicago to go see the Bears and the Chiefs play one-on-one in December. That's going to be a buzzard of a night. (laughs) Thanks for the time, fellas. Delivery drivers are the best. Tip your delivery drivers, everybody out there. I know sometimes you get the receipt and it says additional driver's fee or whatever it may say. But tip those delivery drivers and then say, hey, listen to Out of Bounds on 610 Sports Radio. But we had a pretty good loaded show today. I thought we had some good content when it came to Carrington Harrison, who joined us at the drive. I want to thank him for doing that. It's Saturday. It's his day off. Taking his mom out to the Taco Fest at shout Crossroads. Out. Yeah, shout out to Mrs. Harrison. I don't know if that's still her last name. Is it? Got it. C-Dot's mom. C-Dot's mom. Yep. Shout out C-Dot's mom. I hope you enjoy the uh, the taco festival. He said he's not going to get there until 7.30, so he'll pick you up at 9. Um, <laughs> and uh, at least he'll be eating tacos and not pen caps. Yeah. If you knew Carrington, he loves to chew on pens. Yeah. He had a pretty solid week in radio. I thought it was a nice, very professional side of things. I'd never been around anything this extravagant when it came to news stories with the releasing of the full audio. Where the hell has Bill the Mailman been the whole time? Bill the Mailman's coming if you in can't come to If you can't come to fun and have work, I don't know what that means. I think he means if you can't come to work and have fun, <laughs> yeah. what's the point? Bill the Mailman. Damn it, Bill, you should have been here. We only Better got seven never, minutes Bill. left. But that's okay because our content of live and local doesn't end yet. You still have an hour and a half of the sexiest trio in sports radio when it comes to Julio Sanchez, who was the MVP of the 610 Sports Radio team at CU in the Major Leagues, the Urban Youth Academy. Um, Wiffle Weekend. Organization Wiffle Weekend. We smoked Dunder Wifflin, the first team we played. Yeah, we did. We then smoked the next team we played. Ryan Wachowski hit a home run. Yes, like the a, Ryan like Wachowski. A, it was like a 75-foot home run. That's okay. No, he just Because in the stat book, it still man. says home run. I mean, Jorge Soler hit one last night. They didn't go that far, but it was a home run. And it's number 24. Steven Spector, happy birthday. He almost had a home run yesterday on an absolute line. Yeah, he hit, a, he hit the top of the fence and it came back, which is the most spec thing ever. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Steven Spector. I can't believe you're 40. Um, you have the Time same, flies, man. You have the same birthday as Harrison Ford, who is 77 today, which I will say my favorite Harrison Ford movie is probably Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. Just because I grew up a huge James Bond fan. I grew up a huge, uh, my dad did that to me. I love Dr. No, GoldenEye, From Russia With Love, all those movies. Not GoldenEye, that was a later one with Pierce Brosnan, but Goldfinger. Uh, you Only Live Twice, Roger Moore was okay. But uh, Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford were in that movie together, which is crazy because Harrison Ford plays 
the son of Sean Connery. Mm -hmm. And if Harrison Ford is 77, Sean Connery can't be that much older. So in reality, they play father-son, and they're probably like six years apart. How old is Sean Connery? 88. So they're not, they're nine 11. years, 11 years apart. Yeah, that doesn't happen. More from the text line from Goatman. I've had fun today. I'm going to watch AEW and cook dinner and drink beer. I just wish my mailman or Amazon drivers could deliver my mail and packages to my house and not my neighbor's house and could actually shut my mailbox. Well. The overtime crew, when they come in here and they look at the text line, they're going to have no idea what's going on. They're going to be so confused. That's okay. Different folks, different strokes. That's the way we roll here. Spec, Triple H, sucks. Clint the mailman, listener number three. I feel like he listens to show and Vern quite a bit. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Um, but again, a lot of stuff happening. And today you have the Royals at uh, you have the Royals at six ten Saturday today. You'll have uh, Cody Tapp starting at four thirty because it's an hour pregame show. They'll follow overtime before us. You had Brandon Kylie with the leadoff. You had David Lesky on the Bubba Starling deal, which is always great to find out what he's doing with that and to hear more information. Again, we thank Carrington Harrison for coming on on his day off. I thank Ryan Lefevre joining us on his way to the ballpark. All those people, special shout-outs to you. I thank Steven, Sir, Steven Spector and Carrington Harrison for getting down to the nitty-gritty this week when it came to releasing the full audio tape of Tyreek Hill. It's been a long journey with this information, and I want to take about 30 seconds to tell you how I feel about it. I feel great that I work for a station that was able to let everything come out and give other people an opinion instead of cutting it down to what they think your opinion should be. Shout out to Steven Spector. Shout out to Carrington Harrison. And more importantly, I couldn't be more happy to work for a radio station that did the due diligence that they did when it came to this audio. Let you be the judge. We are paid and we are told to give our opinion. And I think we did just that. And you can do that as well. Two-minute warning. That'll bring us to the two-minute warning. What the heck? Let's go. That dude can't grill anyway. Clint the Mailman, listener number three. Frito <laughs> J, thanks for the time, fellas. 610 for life. Jeff the Ice Cream Man again, the only ice cream man in Overland Park, Kansas. Look for the blue truck with the chrome wheels. Hell yeah, Jeff. I'll tell you my favorite Rolling ice cream. In style. My favorite ice cream was always the one that had the gumball at the bottom of the cone. Oh, yeah? Or the strawberry shortcake that's like soft. Yeah. You're not my boss. You're not my fauna. You want to go outside? Two-minute warning. We wrap this baby up. We started this show with the Bubba is relevant. By God, it is. He's up. He's playing again tonight. He's batting seventh and playing center field. Go enjoy it. Have fun. It's hot. But that sun will set eventually, and it'll be a nice night at the ballpark. Good to see his first hit tonight, too. That's right. The Tyree Kill audio is out. The NFL doesn't know what it does with suspensions because they vary from everything else. From four games to two games to six games to eight games. I don't know what Tyree Kill's going to get. I've been skeptical the whole time. I've always thought it would be between four and two. Now I just, I'm done. I don't know because the NFL's confused on how they suspend people. Travis Kelsey seems to be getting forgotten about all the time every year. I believe he's the best tight end in football. Jimmy Garoppolo would say otherwise and say that it's George Kittle. Or maybe it's Zach Ertz. Or maybe neither one of those guys has Patrick frickin' Mahomes throwing them the football. So maybe that's why you become the best tight end in football. You can be like Julio Sanchez and be the best damn wiffle ball player I've ever seen. He's also tan and I'm his same color as the analog clock that's in the studio. It sucks. And also, shout out to Nick Price for putting up with my wild ass all day 
as we just inadvertently made a battle royale of delivery drivers. Good luck to overtime when they read the text line. <laughs> it's about seven no pages long of people talking smack on delivery drivers. <laughs> um, but that's my tease for the show coming up. You have Chris Unicero, you have Julio Sanchez, and you have Skydiver herself, Jillian Carroll, as we tag them as the what, uh, Nick? Sexiest trio in sports radio. That's right. 610 Sports Radio lets us do this live and local every Saturday. You got the Royals at 430. You've got out of bounds ending, and you have overtime starting. For everybody out there in Kansas City, stay hydrated, stay safe. Have fun. Thanks again to Ryan LaFever. Tip thanks your again. delivery drivers. Tip your delivery drivers. And also thanks to Carrington Harrison and Ryan LaFever for joining us today. I'm going to get a pound of aloe vera for my face. You need it. You're not my boss. You're not my father. You're not God. You want to take this outside? Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.